Hello, 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 everyone, and welcome to the Angel of Words video podcast. Today, we have a very special guest near and dear to me, a person who has gone through a lot in the recent years, including a near-death experience. The person's name is Mr. Jonathan Kreuter, and today he will discuss what he has been through. Hello, Mr. Jonathan Croyder, and welcome to the Angel of Words program good here, afternoon. the video podcast. It's yes. good to have you. Thank How have you. you been, man? Very, very, very great. Thank you very much. Uh, every day is a beautiful day for all of us. Oh, True words could have not been spoken. Now, John, we're here to talk about something very near and dear to you, your, the way that you have been over, able to overcome um, some of the things that have happened to you in the past few years. Um, First and foremost, before we talk about what happened to you, could you let us know a little bit about what you were doing before you had the accident? Well, um, uh, I, I have worked for hotel companies for 20 plus years uh, in sales uh, and marketing as well. I was a director uh, on both sides. Um, I had hotels all over the world. <laughs> I had uh, uh, hotels in 96 countries, more than 3,000 hotels selling to my clients. Um, so I, I had to go all over the world to know the, the, the countries, the cities, the towns, you know, so I could sell those better, you know? And you were directing all those hotels. You were the... I guess the regional manager of some kind. Yes, 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 yes. Wow, that must have um, been insane. Thank you very much. Um, uh, uh, but I had a beautiful life even before I worked uh, for hotels. Uh, I went to Stuyvesant High School, uh, which is the number one public uh, high school in the United States. Um, uh, I went to uh, Binghamton University and I graduated as a political science major. Um, I even went to a second. Uh, hotel company, uh, sorry, hotel uh, um, uh, 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 college, university, sorry, uh, in, in Switzerland as well. Uh, uh, and I, I lived there and then um, I worked uh, for hotels. Uh, uh, I worked for hotels in, in Thailand and, and in, 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 in Prague, Czech Republic. And uh, I mean, I, I've been all, all over the world, really. Uh, I talk a few different languages. Uh, you know, I have family here, but in Mexico as well. And uh, I've, I've done a lot of great, great, great things. So how many continents and countries do you think you've been to, roughly? Well, uh, I've been uh, uh, all throughout North America. I went to Central America as well. Uh, I went to South America as well. I went to Europe. I went to uh, Asia. I also went to Eurasia, which is some countries between Europe and Asia. Uh, I've been all over. I've been to Hawaii. I've been to Brazil. I've been to China. I've been uh, to Paris. I've been to Dubai. Uh, I, I, I mean, I've been in, in French Polynesia, you know, I've been many different places all the time. But you ended up in Thailand. Yes. The last job in uh, marketing and sales. Yes, yes, yes. How did you end up there? Well, um, what made you choose to leave New York and start a whole brand new life out there? Well, um, uh, I, I, I uh, had a great, great, great 
years here in New York, um, but uh, I was just ready to, to, to start something new. Uh, so uh, I, I applied for a few um, uh, hotel companies and I was accepted uh, to work uh, in one in Thailand. So I that's why I moved to start living there. And I didn't know if I would live there for a, a, a month, a year, 10 years. I, However, what happened, it would happen, you know. Uh, and I moved there at uh, the beginning uh, of 2011. Wow. Now, John, in Thailand, you were not only working as a director of marketing for a hotel chain. From my knowledge, you were also DJing as well. You are the master of all crafts, huh? <laughs> thank you, Angel. Yes, yes, thank you. Um, that's well, true, you know. I, I, I like doing what I have to do to, to work, you know, uh, but I also like doing things that are fun and, and relaxing and enjoying, you know, as well. And and uh, I was a DJ here in New York, uh, but I also became a DJ in, in Thailand as well. I DJed every Friday nights uh, in a brand new uh, hotel uh, at the roof uh, uh, on the uh, 34th floor. Uh, uh, and um, I, I DJed from 9 p.m. to 3 a.m. Uh, so six hours uh, every Friday night for two years. Uh, so it was a lot of fun as well. When did, when did you rest, man? When did you rest? Uh, I, I, I rest uh, in the taxi going home. <laughs> yeah. Now, you know, while in Thailand, you know, you were, you know, working, you had, you were moonlighting as a DJ, but then something happened to you yes. that changed the course of your life. Yes, Angel. Yes. Could you discuss what happened to you on that faithful night in Thailand? Well, um, I was, uh, I, I, I have been, I have lived there more than four years. Uh, I had a great time. Uh, one night, uh, I was uh, out with my friends. Um, uh, we had dinner, they played music, we danced, you know, we went to different places. It was a great time. And then um, it was the end of the evening, so it was time to go home. So I said, okay, good night, everyone. Uh, see you again very soon. And we all went home and I was going to cross the street, you know, uh, to, to start walking home. Uh, but there were many cars coming. So I, I stopped. Uh, and then when the cars stopped and I was able to cross the street, I started crossing the street. Um, but what happened was there was not a car, not a truck, a tuk tuk. That's, uh, a, 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 a thing that they're using in Asia, uh, uh, that didn't see me and I didn't see them and it hit me and it hit me very, very, very hard. Uh, I, I, I was 1% away from, from dying from that exact second. Um, now John, you're in Thailand. Um, did you have family there at the, at the moment? You were there d alone essentially. I was by myself, my, my, my friends went home already. My family, they all live here in the United States and in Mexico. And Thailand is half the world away from New York. Uh, to take a flight from here to Thailand, it's 19 hours. Right here, it's 2 p.m. on Sunday. So there, it's 3 a.m. on Monday. Right now, 13 hours difference. It's really half the world away. Um, so, and also, when I was 
out with my friends. It was a Wednesday night, uh, uh, May 1st, 2015, but it actually had to be a four-day holiday weekend. Everything was closed Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday because it's a Thai holiday. Uh, and so um, I was not... Uh, they were not waiting for me to go in my to work the next day and you know no one knew where i was so you were essentially missing that whole time i was missing for five days you were missing for five days your mother hadn't heard from you what, what i mean what happened when when did your mother hear from you like you know how did she get in contact with you where were where they send you well when i was hit by the mm -hmm. tuk tuk mm -hmm. thank god he called the ambulance and they took me straight to the hospital um, but again, since it was a four-day weekend, there were not any doctors or nurses there that did nothing. So they just let me in the bed for four days, from Wednesday night until Monday morning. And then Monday morning, they took my wallet out of my jeans. They took my card out, saw my phone number in my company I was working for. They called him, and they said, good morning. Jonathan is in our hospital. He's been here for the last few days. So pick, pick him up, please. And you have to pay us this much money. Have a nice day. And that's how people found out five days later where I was and what happened to me. Because I was hit Wednesday night. Thursday morning, I was supposed to visit my friends to go to an island mm -hmm. for the four-day weekend. Yeah. And I wasn't, I wasn't there. So they said, where's Jonathan? They called me. I didn't pick up the phone. They went to my home. I was not there. They didn't know where I was. So 150 people were looking for me. They put pages up on Facebook and other websites, and no one, no one knew where I was. Now, when did your when did your mother get out there? Well, when they called my company Monday morning, then they called one of my friends there in Bangkok, Thailand, where I lived, and they called my mom. Uh, and that's why my mom actually found out what happened to me, and she couldn't believe that happened to me four or five days earlier. Uh, and what happened was I was hit May 1st, 2015. But two weeks earlier, I was here in Thailand because for two weeks every year, I come to visit my family and my, my, my city. Uh, so my mom was with me, and then two weeks later, I was at zero. She couldn't. She couldn't believe the difference. Uh, what happened? Now they moved you to another hospital, correct? They had well, to move you to a better trauma center. I would imagine you were at a local hospital, and they had to take you to a uh, a facility with a better capability of dealing with what had what just happened to you, correct? When they called my mom and they told her what happened, she called our family in Mexico, and they told. All of them, what happened to me as well. Now, in Thailand, we have many friends as well as our family. But um, actually, uh, one one friend of ours, Mexican, uh, we met him here in New York in the 1980s because he used to live here with his wife and his two kids uh, for a few years. But um, he had to leave because in the 1990s, he was picked by Mexico to be an ambassador in Thailand and he moved to Thailand and he lived there for five years as the ambassador and the first ambassador ever from Mexico living there. Now 
they called him, told him what happened, so he called the Thai king. Thailand doesn't have a pres president or nothing. They're under the king. And the king has been king there for 67 years. He was made king May 5th, uh, 1960. So, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> he's a high king. Some real strings had to be pulled in wow. order to get things happening. Yes. And get you some service yes because you know essentially you were in a coma i was what happened was the king called the fifth highest woman in all of thailand with the most money to help me and she called her three sons to pick me up on monday right away so they did they saw i was in a bad hospital so what they did was they sent seven uh lemonzines trucks police they Closed many streets. They sent a caravan for you. Yes. Oh, wow. To pick me up. And they moved me right away to one of the highest hospitals in all of Thailand. And and the, they paid for you to get out as well because they were asking for money, essentially. Well, as well yes, correct? yes, yes. Oh, wow. And when they took me right to the other uh, better hospital, they saw me and they said, oh, my God, Jonathan was hit five days ago. He, he could die Two minutes from now, uh, 10 seconds. We have to give them a surgery right now. And they did. And that surgery was on my brain. And that was five and a half hours. A five and a half hour surgery on your brain. And I remember, you know, your mother giving me a call, actually, during that time. Because she needed a visa to get to Thailand, because you just you just can't go to Thailand. You need to be cleared with a visa to go to Thailand. Exactly. And, you know, you had a friend called Noon yes. who worked at the Thai embassy at the time. Exactly. And, you know, uh, I was able to get in contact with her and get, you know, get your mother in contact with her to get the visa to yes. get you to, to she can get out there. Yes. And then you got caravaned over to the big hospital, did a five hour surgery. And then after that, how long did it take before you came back to the U.S.? Because I know that the doctors out there may not be as advanced with traumatic brain injuries as they are in the United States of America. Well, after the surgery, I was unconscious for 12 days. Uh, and then when I woke up, I, I could not talk. I could not walk. Uh, I could not eat. They put feeding tubes through my nose to my stomach. I lost 35 pounds to 120 pounds only. I was very skinny. Uh, and they had to tie my whole body, my my stomach, my arms, legs with knock, locks to the bed because I was yelling and screaming because I was under traumatic brain injury, uh, which made me feel completely different than I've ever felt before. Um, I stayed in that hospital in Thailand for three months, and I took a second surgery for another three hours as well. Uh, and then finally, uh, in August, uh, I came back to the United States and we went straight to Atlanta where my sister lives. And I was in another hospital there, Shepherd Center, for another seven weeks. Uh, uh, and in that hospital, I started walking a little. I started eating just a little again, you know, and I started talking just a little as well. Uh, and then finally in September, September 21st, 2015, uh, I came back to 
New York, and I've been to New York since then. Now, John, <clears throat> you were a person who did karate, DJ'd. You also were a fan of the arts, so you did some amateur photography before. You did some painting. You were a big reader. Now you have to learn all these things all over again. I had to learn them again because I could not do them again. I wanted to, but I couldn't. And the doctors probably said that it probably would never happen again. Well, when I was hit by the tuk-tuk, uh, I was hit on the right side of my brain, and I hit the floor on the left side of my brain. So my brain is was hit very, very hard, and my right eye came out of the socket, they didn't even know if I'd be able to see again. And my left ear was very close to breaking off. They didn't know if I'd be able to hear again. So they didn't know really how I would be in the days, weeks, months, years that come. And of course, I didn't know either. Uh, but I wanted to do things just to become a regular person again. And I started, but it took a long time to do any of them. Could you describe what it was like enduring that rehab? And where did you do it? At NYU Medical Center? Where, 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 where was the uh, yes. most of the rehab taking place? Well, when I came back to New York, um, I started a few different things. Um, I have traumatic brain injury. Um, uh, the other way is TBI. Um, and there's many millions of people that actually have that in the United States. Every year, there's 1,700,000 people that get TBI each year. Only in the United States. So around the world, there's even more. Uh, and so it's, it's, it's an important thing to know what, what they are and how they make people be when they do have it. For me to, to start getting better again, uh, I started taking therapies. Uh, I go to New York University uh, three days a week. Um, I also go to the Lighthouse Guild for another th uh, mind therapy there as well. Um, I also took uh, piano classes again. I have been playing piano since I was seven years old. But when my accident happened, I could not play piano. I could not do nothing. So uh, I take piano classes again now, and I'm actually playing piano again very good. I play Bach songs now, you know, classical songs. Oh, wow. Um, I talk English much better now. I'm talking with you. And yes, yes. I even talk Spanish again as well, you know, uh, and I talk a few different languages as well. I did before, but I couldn't. But now I'm able to again because I worked on everything. Um, there's a, a woman that comes to see me six hours every week for me to start reading books again. But when I started to do that two and a half, three years ago, I had to start reading a book that where people in the kindergarten were reading. I, I couldn't read books even harder than that. But I got a little bit better, a little bit better, uh, better books, better words to read, to know what they actually mean, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and also, uh, traumatic brain injury makes things inside of me that no people know that's inside of me. Um, for example, uh, 
Angel, I cannot taste nothing. Uh, so you have no sense of taste right now, or low sense of taste? Zero taste. Zero taste. Okay. Uh, 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 I, I can close my eyes. You can give me uh, milk on my left hand to drink and uh, orange juice on my right hand and my closer eyes. And I drink those. I say, Jonathan, what are they? And I will say, uh, this is uh, 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 iced tea, I think. And this must be, oh, it's apple sauce, uh, apple, apple juice. And I'm completely wrong, but I cannot taste, so I, I, I don't know what they are. And I cannot smell nothing as well. Um, I, I cannot smell nothing, cologne, deodorant, nothing, nothing. Uh, but I can hear people six streets away on their phones very loudly. Wow. So you have like a heightened sense of hearing. Exactly. Like a dog, essentially. Well, wow. yes, you know, but wow. a human being, yeah. you know. <laughs> wow. um, but the reason is because uh, it, everybody has five senses. Senses. Mm-hmm. senses. Uh, eyes, nose, mouth, you know, taste. And with some go down, others go up to compensate. And that's, that's another thing that happened to my, my body, you see. Uh, and then what also happened to my brain through traumatic brain injury uh, is I can tell you, Angel, we can go for dinner tonight. Oh, Jonathan, what type of food do you love eating? Oh, I love eating soup. I love uh, uh, vegetables. Oh, I love eating uh, carrots. Oh, and mushrooms. And uh, I can't tell you the other vegetable I love eating because I don't know that word. I can tell you you're wearing a beautiful blue shirt, a beautiful black shoes oh and your socks are beautiful i love that color socks that are and i can't say that color uh i i i i talk perfectly for 20 uh minutes but then i get to one sentence and i can't say that one word i can tell you right now what i did for homework when i was in the fifth grade but i cannot tell you what i ate for breakfast this morning Short-term, long-term memory. memory. Yeah. You know, and even if you tell me what color that is, for me to remember that, I have to write it down. Otherwise, if you ask me that color three minutes later, I can't remember that. And when I write it down, I don't write them rightly. Uh, That's even hard for me to read with the right letters. Hello, H-I-L-O, no, H-E-L-O. H-E-Y-O, wait, H-E, I, I, I don't know how to write words sometimes rightly. So things are all in me now that I was, I am completely different than how I was before. But John, you have overcome and gotten to a point where you're actually able to live in society relatively normal. You know, and that's a big deal. NYU believes is a big deal because you have been doing things for NYU that a lot of other people have not been able to do that have suffered traumatic brain injury. Could you discuss, you know, how you and NYU have been uh, corresponding and partnering up to give people some faith in what happens to them when they undergo these things? Well, thank you just for feeling that way. And I, I feel the same. I'm very blessed just being alive and the truth is my life now is 
is a beautiful life. I loved, I love my life for the last 39 years, but I also love my new life now because I do important, beautiful things. Uh, for example, at New York University, they asked me to talk to many of their master's degree students there that will be graduated to be therapists when they're ready. Uh, but it's one thing for them to listen to their teachers. It's one thing for them to read books in their classes, but to hear people that have traumatic brain injury and hear their side. It's important for those to know that side. And that's why I talked to almost 200 master's degree students uh, at New York University, and they still want me to do that more and more. Um, I was actually even uh, picked to be interviewed by uh, the CBS News, uh, and I did with Dr. Max Gomez. Uh, and then uh, I was even put in a, diff in a, a newspaper as well. Uh, and I was also interviewed in Spanish by the Spanish news show Univision Noticias. Uh, I mean, that's why what I went through and how I went through that and lived and what I'm doing now, it's very important for many people to know that side. And that's why uh, 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 people have asked me to talk to many students, many teachers, uh, 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 to tell them what, what happens to millions of other people all the time. And that's what I'm doing, and I'm very happy I'm doing that. John, and we're very thankful because, I'm, to be completely honest, that's very inspiring. We live in a society where a lot of people, you know, um, they want to complain and blame others for things that they can't do. You know, you've been blessed with a lot of skill. And you've also been taken away from having all those skills. Those skills have been taken away from you. And you had to motivate yourself to try to become yourself again. You had to essentially, like the Phoenix, reincarnate yourself. Yes. So, you know, for people going through bad times and people that have very, that are going through a discourse where, where like, it's inexplicable and hardships that they feel that they're going to suffocate through and not survive, you are an inspiration. You show them that it takes will, it takes your human spirit, it takes the wanting, the needing, the love, the passion to become what you want to become, no matter what happens to you. And that is something that, as a human being, I respect. Because it's not easy. We go through a lot mentally. And for you to be able to reincarnate yourself and still have a respect and a love for life the way you did before you got into the accident, it's, it's inspiring. Now, um, thank you, Angel. You're Thank welcome. You. Um, Thank you. And what I love the most out of all the things that you have been able to accomplish um, on your way back is your artwork. I got to be you. honest. I remember that you told me to go to the 96th Street Library. Yes. Uh, I don't know if it's on Lexington and Park. I forget. Or, or I think 96th Street between Lexington and Park. Park. Between yes. Lexington and Park, one of the most beautiful libraries that we have here in New York City. If you haven't been there, you should go there because it's absolutely gorgeous. That library has been open 
more than 100 years ago. It is, it is a staple of that neighborhood. A lot of people from that area have been able to educate themselves and progress yes. forward because of that library. Yes, thank you. And you have been privileged enough to have your photographs all over that library. For 11 months. For 11 months, your photographs have been there. Has photography and art been a, a, essential to your recovery? How essential has it been? Well, basically, uh, I told you I worked for hotel companies for 20-plus years, but uh, I don't work for them anymore. I can, but it's not inside of me what I want to do. Uh, to, to, to just get better, I started to do some things uh, uh, to, to feel better. Uh, some things I've done before and some things I've never done before as well. Uh, for example, I'm now a photographer. I've taken pictures in the past, but I don't take them how I take them now. Uh, different and interesting photographs I take. Uh, and also, I have become a painter as well. I never painted before. Um, but I have been taking a piano uh, class uh, with a teacher for a long time, and it's, it's, it's part of therapy for me just to stop reading what I'm thinking at that time and just paint and relax and whatever's inside of me comes out. You know, even playing piano again, it's therapy. Just I don't have to think about what I have to do. I just play. Uh, and and that's that's part of me now. Uh, I am now an artist, you see. Um, and uh, actually, uh, I put my pictures in the library. I've had a few exhibitions as well. I even started my own website, and I started my own company as well. I'm Jonathan Croyder, and my company is Croyder Art and Design. Uh, and actually, many people have purchased my photos and paintings uh, because they like them and they like very much what I'm doing now because they've known me many years before and they know me now and they see the difference. And so it makes me very, very, very happy even just doing that. Wow. So people are actually coming out and purchasing your artwork now. Yes, And yes. that's your new profession now. Yes, it's, yes, yes. Now, how much do your pieces go for? Well, uh, all different prices because they're all different sizes. Some of my okay. photos, they're, you know, six inches and others are three foot long. Um, you know, paintings as well. Some paintings, it takes me half an hour to paint it. And others, it's uh, 28 hours, you know. And some of them are in only uh, two two color paints and others are in 25 different color paints and uh, photos are different as well. I take pictures of things in the city, you know, but I also take pictures in the mountains in ranches, you know, animals, flowers, you know, suns, the moon, etc., etc. Um, uh, my photos are about $150 to buy those. Uh, and, and my, my paintings uh, start about $50 and, and from the smaller ones and much bigger than that. And actually people have purchased, my photos and paintings uh, throughout the United States and six different countries uh, around the world as well. So really, I'm very, very blessed just even seeing how I am right now and how I was just four and a half years ago when I was at zero. Uh, the difference makes me really feel very, very happy inside of myself. Now, John, I've been blessed enough to be able to see you and the tr and the 
progression of your artwork from the beginning of the good part of your recovery to now. And I must say, your artwork, it's very pretty. It's very, eye, it's, it's very luminous to the eyes. What, has, what motivates you to make such pieces? Because it's really, really quality artwork. And you didn't go to school for this. No. This is something that you've learned essentially on your own, on your way back. Yes, yes. Um, well, thank you for feeling that way, and that's the truth. Um, no one showed me how to become a photographer. Uh, uh, you know, I, I showed myself. Uh, I'm walking outside, and I see things that every uh, other people see them as well, but they don't stop at all. Uh, uh, I stop, and then I think about what I'm seeing, uh, and I take pictures to remember that. But I don't take regular pictures. I go to the floor and very close. If I see you right now, I can take a picture of your whole body, but the next picture is only your left eye very close as well. Uh, sometimes, you know, if it's raining outside, I go out to take pictures of the raindrops uh, uh, going down. Uh, if it's snowing, I just put a bigger jacket on and I take pictures of the snow going yeah, down. New Yorkers don't like to stop for anything, you well, know, but you actually I don't do. Yes, I like it very much. Yeah, no, you actually take your time to look at the nooks and crannies of the city that never sleeps. Well, and exactly. I respect that. You've always been that way since I've known you. You look at things in a different way, from a different perspective. You find the most basic thing and find the beauty in it. And I guess that's what you're telling us that your art encompasses the things that get overlooked. Thank you very much. It's absolutely brilliant. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And many people, when they hear my side, uh, they think about that side and they say, Jonathan, thank you for telling us that side because I never really think that way. But if I look at this picture uh, from uh, the broken uh, a glass and I think it's interesting because that glass was made in a window 15 years ago uh, and makes you think what you didn't think just two minutes earlier. Uh, and, and they really like that side uh, of of living, and I, I do as well, very much. Now, John, you have been able to do some great work here in New York. You know, you're with, you've done the NYU thing. You know, do you, are you going to continue doing seminars? I mean, what's, what's next for Jonathan Kreuter? Well, um, it's a good question. Um, a few things. Um, yes, I will continue... Uh, uh, talking to um, uh, in, in, uh, by uh, TV shows, interviewing myself and newspapers, magazines, uh, websites, you know, uh, videotapings. Uh, but also, I, I, I talk to people I, I see, you know, like uh, when I'm waiting for the subway, I see a woman on a wheelchair that it's hard for him to even go down the steps. So I stop and I give him my arm and I help him and he's very happy and thank you very much. And that's why I don't have to do that, but I want to, and I do them and that makes them very happy. Uh, and other people, all of you should do that as well. 
Um, I'm going to continue taking many photos uh, and sell those as well uh, and also do many paintings as well because I enjoy those and people enjoy having them also. Um, and uh, I go back and forth between here and Mexico as well because my whole family is from Mexico and it looks like in the future I will start uh, uh, living there as well. Um, but I lived in different countries, so that's another chapter for me in my huge book that will open uh, in the future that comes. Now, speaking about Mexico, you also went to Mexico for a little bit of therapy. Yes, yes. Therapy yes. that not a lot of people know about. Therapy that helped you. Yes. Get back to this amazing species that you've become. I don't even know what to call you, man. Because <laughs> when you get reincarnated, like you know, oh. you're like something else now. Oh, you thank, you, thank you. But um, thank yeah. You. Could you discuss, you know, uh, the the therapy that you, the you know, the holistic treatment that you went through yes. and uh, undertook out in Mexico? Yes. Um, uh, in Mexico, I go to different places, but one I go to is a city called Aguascalientes. And there, uh, there's a clinic called Neo Samad. That's a therapy clinic. Uh, and um, they help myself and many, many other people that go there for a long time. When I go there, um, there's a woman that sits down and uh, we look at um, pictures uh, and those are pictures of animals and I have to say what they are oh that's a dog oh uh, that's a how uh, uh, a horse oh uh, that's a bird that's a and if I don't know it they help me to understand so they tell me only the first letter of that type of animal okay uh, B B okay and I have to think B and I have to say to myself okay it's not a a a bird it's not uh, a beef it's not a b -b -b and and uh, I have to think and think and finally after two minutes I say oh it's a fish you know I, I, I know it uh, and then also um, they 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 talk to me as well Jonathan what did you do yesterday and I have to tell them so I can remember what I did well after breakfast I walked outside uh, to the park and then I was there for one hour and then I went here and there to remember what I'm doing so I can know and other people can know if they ask me and I can answer those questions um, and they do mind therapy as well you know uh, uh, just uh, to 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 take things inside of me and uh it, it's it's a beautiful beautiful clinic as well and they they helped me to even start spanish again you know oh, because when i went there i couldn't even talk english very well and uh they couldn't really they would try to tell me what to do and i really didn't understand and i couldn't answer and so I'm, I'm working on many, many things there, and they have helped me very much. In, in Mexico, there's many millions of people that have traumatic brain injury, but they don't really have many clinics anywhere that are helping those people. So I'm trying to help them as well because it's very important for, for everyone. You know, I'm thinking you go to Mexico, you get holistic treatment, and there's like... Um, you know, indigenous people around you with smoke and special leaves and things of that nature. Yes. But no, this was actually good science, good therapy, you know, not, nothing magical. 
just <laughs> your effort and people there supporting you wow. and trying to get your brain back to par. Thank you. Now, what would you tell people, John, you know, before this magical interview ends? What would you tell people? Tell people that are fighting in, in any endeavor. Okay. I, I, I would tell you two sides. There's some things that I have to tell people that have traumatic brain injury, but also I have to tell a few things to regular people, including you, other friends, families that, that, that who is in their lives have happened to me. You see, you don't have traumatic brain injury, but I do. And we're friends for many, many, many years. But I have to know what I have to do to be better. But you have to also know what you have to do uh, to be a close friend for me. Uh, and the thing is, I didn't have traumatic brain injury before, but you didn't have anyone in your life that has traumatic brain injury as well. So it's new for me, but it's also new for you and many other people as well. So there's different sides that are important to know. First of all, I would just tell people that have TBI, more than anything, you are alive. That's more important than anything. If it takes a day, a month, a year to get better on a few things, that will happen. Don't worry. Just be very blessed because you're here. And that's exactly how I feel. Uh, and... On your side, it's also good just to know what traumatic brain injury means. What's the definition? If people say, I have traumatic brain injury, people say, oh, what does that mean? What type of food you want to eat for lunch? I, I don't know. People don't know what that means, but millions of people do have that. So really, they have to know what that means to people that have that and what they should do to help themselves and to help yourselves, your own selves, to be better being with those people and being yourselves, yourselves as well. Jonathan Kreuter, a testament to the fortitude of the human spirit. God bless you, pal. Let us know before you leave right now where we can find your art, how we can find you on social media, Bless the mic. Well, thank you very much. Um, my, uh, my name is Jonathan Croyder, and I started my company that's Croyder Art and Design. And I have a website uh, that you can see my pictures and paintings. Uh, uh, and, of course, you can buy them, but even just to enjoy them as well. Uh, so my website is uh, www.kreuter-art-design.com. Uh, so please visit that whenever you can. And of course, be in touch with me and I can meet you and show them in front of you uh, those beautiful things, uh, which I, I enjoy just even doing them and people enjoy them as well. So it makes me very, very happy. And thank you, Angel, for interviewing me and and helping other people to know our side, not only my side, our side, because it's really important. And I hope all of you enjoyed listening to me as well. Uh, and uh, really, every day is a beautiful day for all of us uh, because we are alive, we are blessed, and every day is just beautiful every day. And I want to thank you, sir, because you have been a 
critical part of my life in terms of making me be inspired about not only life, about the things that I'm doing, about, you know, always keeping that energy positive. You know, you've helped mold and reprogram my mind in a way that I feel is going to make me go places that I never thought I would reach. And I've always felt that way about you. And I appreciate your company and your friendship. And I really look forward to the future and what things aren't what things are in store for us moving forward. And I, I feel the same for your life and your future that's coming as well. And everyone has beautiful future coming. And every day is beautiful because doors open all the time and many things are opening for us to do and we will do that all the time as well so again thank you angel very Welcome, much sir. yes yes that's jonathan croider this is the angel of the word show peace out today we have had the privilege of speaking to jonathan croider a person who has overcome a lot of negativity in his life and has been able to re reincarnate himself and make himself something and someone in this life after being something and someone in this life. And my message to my people out there who are listening or watching, um, I just want to let you know that you can do everything that this man is doing yourself. Regardless of what your situation is in life, you have to stay focused on what you need to do and stay positive. Every day is a beautiful day. Every day you wake up, you need to thank God and move forward and make things happen for yourself because we only live one life. And if we waste it, we'll never get to know where we should have ended up. My name is Angel of Words. I'll see you guys later.